The Legacy, Chapter 9, Two Clean Cuts Goblins? Regis asked. Driz bent low over one of the dwarven corpses, shaking his head even before he got close enough to fully inspect the wounds. Goblins would not likely have left the dwarves in this condition, the draw ranger knew, certainly not with all their valuable armor and equipment intact. Besides, goblins never recovered their bodies of their own dead, yet the only kills in this corridor were dwarves. No matter how large the goblin force and how great their advantage of surprise, Driz did not think it likely that they could have killed this sturdy party without a single loss. The wounds on the nearest dwarf seemed to confirm the drow's instincts, slender and precise. These cuts were not made by crude, jagged goblin weapons. A fine edge, razor-sharp and probably enchanted, had sliced this particular dwarf's throat. The line was barely visible, even after Drizzt had wiped away the blood, but ultimately deadly. What killed them? Regis asked, growing impatient. He shifted about from foot to foot, moving the torch alternately from one hand to the other. Drizzt's mind refused to accept the obvious conclusion. How many times in his years in Menzabaranzan, fighting beside his drow kin, had Drizduarden witnessed wounds similar to these? No other race in all the realms, with the possible exception of the surface elves, used weapons so finely edged. What killed them? Regis asked again, a notable tremor in his voice. Drizzt shook his white locks. I do not know, he replied honestly. He moved to the next body, this one slumped, half-sitting against the wall. Despite the abundance of blood, the only wound the drow found was a single, clean, diagonal slash along the right side of the unfortunate dwarf's throat, a cut paper-thin but very deep. It could be Durgar, Drizzt said to Regis, referring to the evil race of grey dwarves. The thought made sense, since Durgar had served as minions to Shimmergloom the dragon and had inhabited these halls until just a few months before, when Bruner's forces had chased them out. Still, Driz knew that his reasoning was based more in hope than in truth. Greedy Durgar would have stripped these victims clean, particularly of the valuable mining equipment, and Durgar, like mountain dwarves, favored heavy weapons such as battle axes. No such weapon had hit this dwarf. You don't believe that, Regis said behind him. Driz didn't turn to regard the halfling, staying in a crouch. He shuffled over to the next unfortunate dwarf. Regis's voice fell away behind him, but Drizzt heard the halfling's last statement as clearly as he'd heard everything in his life. You think Entreri did it? Driz did not think that, did not think that any lone warrior, however skilled, could possibly have done such a complete and precise job. He glanced back at Regis, standing impassively under his upheld torch, his eyes searching Driz for some clue of a reaction. Driz thought the halfling's reasoning curious indeed, and the only explanation he could think of was that Regis was terribly frightened that Entreri had followed him out of Calimport. Driz shook his head and turned back to his investigation. On the body of the third dwarf, he found a clue that narrowed the list of potential killers to one race. A tiny dart protruded from the body's side, under its cloak. Drizzt had to take a steadying breath when he mustered the nerve to pull it out, for he recognized it, and it explained the ease with which these toughened dwarves had been slaughtered. The quarrel 
made for a handheld crossbow, undoubtedly had been coated with sleep poison and was a favored missile of dark elves. Driz came up from his low crouch. His scimitars leaped into his slender hands. We must leave this place, he whispered harshly. What is it? Regis asked. Driz, his keen senses attuned to the darkness farther along the corridor, did not answer. From somewhere back behind the halfling, Gwenhyver issued a low growl. Drizzt eased one foot behind him and slid slowly backward, somehow understanding that any abrupt movement would trigger an attack. Dark elves in Mithril Hall. Of all the horrors Drizzt could think of, and in Faron, these were countless. Not one came near to the disaster of the drow. Which way? Regis whispered. Twinkle's blue light seemed to flare. Go! Driz cried, understanding the scimitar's warning. He spun about and saw Regis for just a moment. Then the halfling disappeared under a ball of conjured darkness, the magic snuffing out the light of the halfling's torch in the blink of an eye. Drizzt rolled to the side of the corridor and spun back around behind the propped body of the dead dwarf. He closed his eyes, forcing them into the infrared spectrum, and felt the dwarf's body jerk slightly, once and then again. Drizzt knew it had been hit with the quarrels. A black streak emerged from the globe of darkness behind him. The corridor brightened for just a bit as Regis apparently went out of the backside of the darkened area, his torch shedding some light around the edge of the unyielding globe. The halfling did not cry out, though. This surprised Drizzt and made him fear that Regis had been taken. Gwenhyver padded by him and darted left, then right. A poison-coated coral skipped off the stone floor, inches from the panther's fast-moving paws. Another struck Gwenhyver with a thud, but the cat hardly slowed. Drizzt saw the heated outlines of two slender forms many yards away, each with a single arm extended, as though they were again taking aim with their wicked weapons. Drizzt called upon his own innate magical abilities and dropped a globe of darkness into the corridor ahead of Gwenhyver, offering some cover. Then he too was up and running, following the cat, hoping that Regis somehow had escaped. He went into his own area of darkness without slowing, sure-footed, remembering the layout of the corridor perfectly and deftly skipping over yet another dwarven body. When he emerged, Drizzt noticed the black mouth of a side passage to his left. Gwenhyver had flown right past it and now was bearing down on the two drow forms, but Drizzt, trained in the tactics of the Dark Elf, knew in his heart that the side passage could not be clear. He heard a scuttling noise, as of many hard-edged legs, and then he fell back, stunned and afraid, as an eight-legged monstrosity, half drow and half arachnid, clambered around the bend, its legs catching hold with equal ease on both floor and wall. Twin axes waved ominously in its hands, which once had been the delicate hands of a drow. In all the wide world, there was nothing more repulsive to any dark elf, Driz to Arden included, than a drider. Gwenhyver's roar, accompanied by the sounds of several clicking crossbows, brought Driz back to his sense in time to deflect the drider's first attack. The monster came straight in with its front legs raised and kicking, to keep Driz off balance, and launched its axes in a quick double chop at Driz's head. Driz spun back out of range of the legs in time to avoid the slicing axes, but instead of continuing his retreat, he hooked an arm on one spidery leg and rolled around it, rushing back in, Twinkle whipping across, blasting aside a second leg and giving Drizzt enough of an opening to slide down to his knees right under the beast. 
The drider reared and hissed, both of its axes chomping at Drizzt's backside. Drizzt's other scimitar was already in place, though, leveled horizontally in back of his vulnerable neck. It deflected one axe harmlessly wide and caught the other where its head met its handle. Drizzt put his feet under him and turned sideways as he rose, both his blades turning point up. With his parrying scimitar, he continued the movement, twisting the trapped axe right over the drider's hand, then tugging it free. With Twinkle, he thrust straight up, finding a ridge in the creature's armored exoskeleton and sinking the blade deep into the spidery flesh. Hot fluids gushed over Drizzt's arm. The drider shrieked in agony and twitched violently. Legs buffeted Drizzt from every side. He nearly lost his grip on Twinkle and had to pull the blade out to keep hold of it. Through his prison bars of spider legs, Drizzt noticed more dark forms emerging from the side corridor. Drow elves, he knew, each one with an arm extended his way. He spun frantically as the first shot fired. His thick cloak luckily floated out behind him and caught the quarrel harmlessly in its heavy folds. When he ended his desperate maneuver, though, Drizzt found that he was half out from under the drider, and the creature had turned about enough to line him up with its remaining axe. Even worse, the second drow had him solidly targeted in his crossbow sights. The axe came down curiously, flat and leading, Drizzt noted, forcing Drizzt to parry. He expected to hear the click of a firing crossbow, but Drizzt heard instead a muffled groan as 600 pounds of Black Panther buried his dark elf attacker. Drizzt slapped the axe aside with one blade, then the other, buying himself enough time to get out the rest of the way. He came up instinctively, spinning away from the drider, just in time to get his weapons up to block a sword thrust from the closest drow enemy. Drop your weapons, and it will go easier on you. The drow, holding two fine swords, cried in a language that Drizzt had not heard in more than a decade, a language that sent images of beautiful, twisted, terrible Menzoboranzan flowing back into his mind. How many times had Zach Nefane, his father, stood before him, similarly armed, awaiting their inevitable sparring tournament? A growl that he was not even cognizant of escaped Drizzt's lips. He went into a series of offensive combinations that left his opponent dazzled and off-balanced in a split second. A scimitar came in low to the side, the second came in high, straight ahead, and then chopped in again, angled downward at shoulder level. The enemy drow's eyes widened as if he had suddenly realized his doom. Gwenhyver shot by them both, hit the drider full on, and went tumbling in a black ball of raking claws and flailing spider legs. More dark elves were coming, Drizzt knew, from farther ahead and from the side passage. Drizzt's fury did not relent. Twinkle and his other blade worked fiercely, preventing the other drow from beginning an offensive counter. He found an opening level with the drow's neck but had no heart for a kill. This was no goblin he faced, but a drow, one of his own race, one like Zach Nefane, perhaps. Drizzt remembered a vow he had made when he left the Dark Elf City. Ignoring the opening for the drow's neck, he whipped his blade low instead, banging on one of his opponent's swords. Twinkle followed the attack immediately, slamming at the same sword. Then, Drizzt's first blade whipped back the other way, hitting the weapon on the opposite side and sending the battered thing flying away. The evil drow fell back, then came in low, hoping to counter quickly enough with his remaining sword to push Drizzt back that he might recover his lost weapon. A blinding backhand from Twinkle sent that remaining sword flying out wide, and Drizzt, never doubting the effectiveness of his strike, was moving forward before Twinkle ever connected. 
He could have hit the drow anywhere he chose, including a dozen critical areas, but Drizduarden recalled again the vow he had made when he left Mensa Baronson, a promise to himself and a justification of his departure, that he would never again take the life of one of his people. His scimitar jebbed downward, angling in above the opponent's kneecap. The evil drow howled and fell back, rolling to the stone and grasping at his torn joint. Gwenhyver was under the standing drider, the muscles of the panther's flank exposed from under a loose-hanging piece of the cat's blackfurred skin. "'Go, Gwenhyver!' Drizzt shouted as he ran along the wall, leaping wildly, hacking away into the jumble of drider legs on the side. He heard the monstrosity shriek again as a scimitar blasted deep into one leg, nearly severing it, and then he tumbled free, out to the backside. Gwenhyver took another axe hit, but did not respond, did not follow Drizzt or counter the attack. Gwenhyver! Drizzt called, and the panther's head turned slowly to regard him. Drizzt understood the panther's delay when Gwenhyver flinched several more times from continued crossbow hits. Drizzt's instincts told him to send the panther away before any more punishment could be leveled upon it. But he did not have the figurine. Gwenhyver! He cried again, seeing many forms closing quickly from behind the drider. Truly torn, Drizzt decided to rush back in and fight beside the panther to the bitter end. The eight-legged creature hissed victoriously as its axe lined up for a stroke on the helpless and quivering panther's neck. Down came the blade, but it hit only insubstantial mist, and the drider's cry turned to one of frustration. Come on! Drizzt heard Regis say behind him. The ranger understood then and was relieved. But then the drider turned on him fully, and for the first time, with the torchlight returned to this area of the tunnel, Drizzt got a good look at the creature's unnervingly familiar face. He had not the time to stop and consider it, though. He swept about, exaggerating the movement to send his cloak flying wide, and it took yet another quarrel that had been diving for his back and rushed away. The corridor darkened immediately, then lightened a bit, then darkened again, as Regis went into and through the two globes of darkness. Drizzt dove to the side as soon as he went into the cover of his own globe, and heard a quarrel skip off the stone not far away. In full stride, he caught Regis just beyond the second globe, and the two flew past the dwarven bodies, cut around the bend in the corridor, and kept on running, Drizzt leading the way.